Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 14th of September. Queen Elizabeth II's coffin has arrived home in London overnight, where it's currently lying in state at Buckingham Palace. Her Majesty's coffin, flown on a Royal Air Force aircraft accompanied by her only daughter, Princess Anne. Here is the historic moment of the plane landing on Sky News. And here, the late Queen has come home. The Royal Air Force Queen's Colour Squadron with the King's Colour of the Royal Air Force on parade will give a present arms to the late Queen when the aircraft comes to a halt. As Her Majesty's coffin left the airport, the procession made its journey to Buckingham Palace. Tens of thousands of Londoners and tourists lining the streets to pay their respects, some silent while others cheered. The final return to Buckingham Palace, the coffin of the late Majesty Queen Elizabeth II has been brought back from Scotland, from Balmoral, flown from Edinburgh to London, driven from RAF Northolt to Buckingham Palace, where it will lie at rest. This morning, telling Channel 7 she was one of many moved by the historic moment. We came here to pay our respects. It's a sad, it's very sad, um, and it's, there's a long history, a lot of connection. My great-grandfather was asked to sing for the Queen in 1953 in Fiji, and um, my auntie and my uncle had met the King and the Queen, um, or Prince Philip and the Queen, and uh, King Charles now many times. So, you know, deep connection here, and it was special. The Queen will now spend her last night in Buckingham Palace before she's taken to Westminster Hall, where Her Majesty will lay in state until her funeral next week. Meantime, 10 everyday Australians have been invited to attend the Queen's funeral next week. One of them is the President of RSL Australia, who's been formally invited to attend the funeral, along with our Prime Minister Anthony Albanese and our Governor-General David Hurley. Greg Mellick will be representing all Australian veterans, but admits he's been given little information at this stage on what to expect for Her Majesty's funeral. Not very much. There will be so many people there and uh, obviously uh, we're a long way down the pecking order. Uh, We'll have the Prime Minister and Governor-General there. There'll be heads of Commonwealth nations. I'll I'll just be one of many people in in the Abbey. In other news this Wednesday morning, pressure is mounting on state and territory governments to provide resilience to vulnerable communities ahead of another La Nina event. The Weather Bureau has warned there's increasing likelihood of above-average rainfall during spring and summer this year across eastern parts of Australia. New South Wales SES Deputy Commissioner Daniel Austin says now is the time to prepare. Make those preparations to listen to warnings Uh, to uh, take steps around their own property to prepare uh, as things uh, arise, uh, to be aware of the the forecast as it arises uh, on a regular basis uh, and to understand their risk. To New South Wales and the Star Casino has been found unsuitable to hold a licence. It's faced disciplinary action after an independent commission identified cultural failures at the Sydney premises. Our reporter Michaela Savage is in Sydney with the details. 
Yeah, that's right, Tasha. Scathing report has made its findings public. It's found some punters were allowed to gamble for 24 hours straight without intervention and free alcohol was given to VIPs to encourage them to spend more money. The report also discovered not only were huge amounts of money disguised by the casino as hotel expenses, but vast sums of cash evaded anti-money laundering protocols in numerous situations. Commissioner Philip Crawford says they identified cover-ups at a senior level when it came to the casino's finance. They need to demonstrate they understand what their problems are and show some leadership in fixing those problems. At the moment, we're not getting that vibe. In fact, we still have investigators down there very frequently. And I'm afraid the cultural arrogance, the institutional arrogance hasn't changed much. The star has been given a fortnight to respond to the report. The country's top doctors hope the paid pandemic leave scheme will be extended at today's National Cabinet meeting. State and Territory leaders will meet once again with the payments set to expire at the end of the month at the top of the agenda. Australian Medical Association President Professor Steve Robson says it's vital to protect the community from COVID. One of the stated aims of reducing the period of isolation was to get people back into the workforce. But the thing we don't want is sick people who might spread COVID going back into the workforce. So measures like a pandemic payment that helps support them and take that pressure off are important going forward and we think it should be kept going. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. This is interesting data on exactly how much Australians are spending. New data out shows how much we're spending at the pubs, on renos and petrol, and boomers have seen the biggest jump in spending on things like going out to pubs, restaurants and cafes. Yeah, it was actually very interesting data. It's been pulled by about from 35,000 users of a personal finance app, Frollo. And it actually compares a three-month period from May to July uh, in uh, this year with that same period next year. Um, and as you point out, yes, um, well, millennials are, are going out significantly less than boomers. Boomers seem to be going out more and spending big at pubs. Their spending jumped up 11%. Um, and overall, spending over this period on restaurants, uh, pubs and cafes and takeaways is up 22%. Now, although each generation spent more in 2022, boomers, as you point out, actually increased the most, 35% up. And millennials, the least, which I found very interesting. And boomers were also the driving force behind the increase in spending on home renovations and maintenance. Um, this year. They actually doubled their monthly spend in this category. I mean, this could do a lot with the fact that they could just be cashed up um, and then pouring more money into their homes. As far as fuel goes, Gen X seem to be hit the most. They, they're spending about 34% more on fuel per month uh, when you compare that period. And a, a lot of that could be to do with the fact that uh, Gen X is more inclined now to take the car going back into work. And according to Frollo, those who track their money were able to reduce their credit card debt by $470 in the first six months and increase their savings by $1,200 in the first three months as well. Now, this just goes to show that if you do put a plan in place, whether you use an app or just the old-fashioned pen and paper, results can be gained. And also today, FER points the new currency, a new partnership between Virgin and Maya offers instant fulfilment. And for those lucky enough with enough points, may actually ease some of the rising cost of living pain. 
Yeah, look, it may just do that. And that's what Maya is absolutely betting on. They have entered into a strategic partnership with Virgin. And basically, it will allow Virgin's 10.9 million Velocity members the opportunity to use their points to shop online. So essentially, you go online, you pick your item, and you can choose to pay by your points. If you don't have enough points, then you can add some cash. And if you're a Maya One member, you'll also earn some bonus points that way. Now, is this the best way to use your points? No, you'd get more bang for your buck using them for a flight, maybe upgrading them or even getting some business class seats. But but the problem here is that if you do have a cash flow problem, then it makes more sense to use your points now than try and save it for for a trip that you may never take. Um, And the good news is that there are plenty of ways to top up your points without having to fly. So, for example, you can fill up your car, fill it up with petrol. If you go through BP, you could earn two Qantas uh, points doing that. If you'd like ride sharing, um, you know, the Ola app, again, you can earn two points with velocity. Uh, Of course, you know, the fast way to bank points is to, to chase up sign-up deals. For example, ANZ is offering 130,000 Qantas frequent flyer points if you sign up to their card. But the big catch here is that, you know, these cards aren't cheap. You've got a ridiculously, you know, high annual fee. And uh, if you don't pay it off in time, the interest rate is straight out of the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. Although the 80s are pretty good, just not for interest rates. Thanks so much, Effie. <laughs> Thank you. for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett. The Lions have cleared one of their star midfielders to play for a place in the AFL Grand Final. Yes, good morning, Tash. Jared Berry was up at the AFL Tribunal last night. It was a marathon three-hour hearing. He was charged with making unnecessary contact to the eye region of Demons midfielder Clayton Oliver, but successfully argued that the act wasn't intentional. Oliver virtually had him pinned to the ground, so he said that he was just trying to push Oliver off him, and they agreed, so he is now free to play Geelong in Friday night's prelim final, and he's a crucial player now for them as well. He really turned it on in the second half against the D's and shut down Clayton and Oliver, so potentially he could be sent to a cat superstar like Patrick Dangerfield, especially if they start playing well. Teammate Lockie Neal telling Fox Footy uh, this is the right result. Heard some people saying that when he's in that vulnerable position that it would be so hard to tell sort of what he was doing at that moment, so yeah, I think that the right decision was made, so really happy for Jared and for us. Now some trade news going on with the teams who aren't in finals action, including Melbourne. They're set to seek a bounty in return for Luke Jackson who formally requested a train home to WA. The Demons will reportedly demand two top 10 picks with the Dockers the front runner to secure the ruck forward. Footy manager Alan Richardson telling Seven the writing was on the wall. We're disappointed to lose Jacko, there's no doubt about that. The conversations all year led us to believe there was a real understanding and want potentially for Jacko to head back home. And the Eagles say they are bitterly disappointed that Junior Rioli has requested a trade to the power. And now to the NRL, Brett and the team sheets. Who doesn't love team sheets are in for the semi-finals this weekend. Yeah, let's start with Parramatta. They've named uh, Mitchell Moses to run out against Canberra on Friday despite needing to pass concussion protocols. The playmaker is confident he will recover in time for that cutthroat semi-final. The Raiders won't have Adam Elliott. He's dealing with a pelvic uh, injury. Uh, the Rabbitohs have found a replacement for the suspended Tom Burgess, naming, naming Michael Cheekham to start in the forward pack. And uh, the Sharks are under changed uh, against the Cowboys. Let's hear from their star half, Nico Hines. They're coming off a golden point loss to the Cowboys. He says they'll draw inspiration from Penrith's 
uh, premiership run last year. They don't last year, so we've got to just keep fighting, chipping away, working hard, each day at training. You know, there's no secret. It's going to be extremely tough to do. Just really focus on learning our lessons and try and win this game first. And hoping to avoid going out in uh, straight sets. And just in some cricket news, we've got the T20 World Cup on the horizon on home soil. And Glenn Maxwell, the all-rounder, has told Triple M there's belief in what the squad, uh, the squad can produce against the world's best. We probably weren't the best team last year, but we were able to play our best cricket at the right times. And I, I believe that this team, with the confidence that we got from last year's tournament, I feel like we can definitely back it up. Barely a month away until the World Cup kicks off. Cannot wait. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And Aussie actor Murray Bartlett has won an Emmy for his role in the HBO series The White Lotus. It's the first Emmy for the 51-year-old actor who started out on shows like Neighbours and Home and Away. His co-star Jennifer Coolidge also won the Emmy for Best Supporting Actress, while actress Cheryl Lee Ralph has made Emmy's history by singing Diana Reeves' song Endangered Species in her acceptance speech after winning Best Supporting Actress in a comedy series. species But I sing no victim song Incredible. That audio thanks to NBC. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda. In your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listener.